Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Stary, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most of the places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most of the places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy thought of the day is by Larry the Cable Guy. I was madder than a midget with a yo-yo. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 224. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Pine City, The B-Dale Club, and K9 Inspired Change. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a nice winter day, visiting my folks here in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Helping my dad get the snowblower fixed up for the remaining winter storms. Been a fun day putzing around. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Thanks to little buddy Zach for rocking out with the show. Have fun learning the guitar. Thursday played a solo show at Washington Square in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Great to work with my old Chicago comrades, Travis and Jake. Friday played a solo show at Danny's in Stone Ridge in Stillwater, Minnesota. Always great to see Ingredients Cafe alum Cindy now running things at Danny's. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson myself played a benefit for Angie and Jeff Heike at B. Dale Club. Was an amazing turnout and great to see the community pulled together over a great cause. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and I rocked out at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota for the annual chili contest. Was a packed house and Steve, Bruce, and Freddie Jr. were in rare form. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, January 29th, 2020, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, February 1st, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rambling up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar for 5 to 9 p.m. is part two of two with popular National Geographic program Alaska State Troopers star Jimmy Lindbergh. We discuss working with Larry the Cable Guy, Alaska hunting regulations and forensics, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Mustang Sally. Guess you better slow your Mr. Jimmy Lindbergh, welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Part two here with Jimmy, who is the owner-operator of Eagle Lounge of Fox Creek, Wisconsin, and also the TV celebrity, Miners, whatever he wants to call it, a, a part of the TV show Alaska State Troopers? How, how do you say that? I was a bit player in the uh, Alaska State Troopers show. I just happened to be on there uh, when the commander would uh, 
send down a message and say, the National Geographic film crew will be riding with you. That's what you did. You, really? You uh, you had a cameraman and a producer ride with you, and uh, and there they uh, there they were. So they just told you that you were going to have these people following you around. Correct. Did you know like the day before? Did you know the week? Like, were you nervous about it? Or was it just inst- it just they just showed up? No, they they'd give you a heads up. Uh, they generally it was about a week heads up. Uh, so if you had anything going, you could uh, you could rearrange your plans. But I will tell you this about every one of the producers, sound people, and camera people with uh, the National Geographic film crew. They were all very professional, and I've uh, to this day I've maintained a couple of uh, friendships and stayed in contact with them. The annual Royal Rumble Party 2020 was a huge success this Sunday. A perfect way to kick off the festivities was with some red Solo cups with ice and, of course, 45th Parallel Vodka. All my guests loved it. 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distilleries are committed to a slow craft philosophy, slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45thparalleldistillery.com for hours and more info. So when you're looking for quality alcoholic beverage to bring to the weekend get-together, Super Bowl party, or just having a cocktail out and about listening to your favorite local musicians, try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. Uh, They were nothing but professional. Uh, when we would be out and about uh, uh, miles and miles and miles away from uh, our vehicle, and if I've got if I got a call for uh, service for someplace else, a guy packing around a 120 pound camera wasn't going to keep up with me. So uh, we'd eventually get him out of there, but uh, there were times that we would have to get out of there and uh, and leave. Do you feel having the cameras on you impeded your job or how you? talked or behaved at all when you were in no doing not that? at all as a matter of fact uh, it it brought obvious uh, interest when uh, when I would uh, report for a call or uh, uh, if I would get dispatched someplace people have a have a genuine interest in it and uh, the Alaska State Trooper was a fairly popular show my understanding was it was uh, the number one show on uh, National Geographic for like five years running. So it was pretty well known up there in Alaska. Alaska is known for uh, reality TV shows. Uh, the Alaska State Troopers was never scripted. It, it is what it was, and it, it happened as it happened. Uh, people were pretty decent about it. Of course, you'd, you'd get a couple clowns that, that wanted to uh, do some crazy things on camera, but uh, that's what editing is all about. And... Do you know how the show started or how, like, how do they approach you guys? My understanding is that uh, National, the Na- National Geographic Channel approached the state of Alaska and wanted to film the state troopers. Uh, 
Alaska State Troopers are very unique. There were very few of us, and we had an area to cover about a third of the size of the United States. Alaska is two and a half times bigger than the state of Texas, and we've got less state troopers to do more up there than you can imagine. Just got done scrubbing out the inside of my car. The food crumbs, pop cans, broken charging cords tell the stories of life on the road, making music and doing therapy dog work. Although it's tough to keep on it daily, I do enjoy keeping my car clean and comfortable ride. Just wipe it down and go create more adventures in my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles in my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take, I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out that inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northbridge Court, Northwest Pine City, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. So what happened was the command staff and the state agreed to let them come up and film. Uh, the state of Alaska never received one stipend, uh, didn't receive any type of monetary uh, benefit whatsoever. And the Nat Geo crew came up, filmed us, and... Uh, edited it, and ran it by the command staff, and then aired it. But uh, there was never any monetary exchange whatsoever. The majority of the people on there I knew personally. Uh, otherwise, uh, I knew a lot of them from training sessions, and uh, uh, you, you get to know people. Uh, and Alaska is huge, and there were guys that were stationed up in Fairbanks that occasionally I would meet for training. and uh, uh, But the majority of the folks on the, on the show, uh, I know personally. Can you tell us about what the Matsu West post is? The Matsu West, it's called the Matnuska Susitna uh, post. And that's the west side of the valley, Matnuska Susitna Valley. And that's one post in the valley. The other post is over in Palmer, and that's on the east side. So there's two different posts, and uh, that way it provides coverage for the entire valley. Uh, that being said, when I first got up there in 2007, a full complement of troopers on duty was three to cover the entire valley. That's a big area, and if one of us was out with a DUI or transporting an individual to the pretrial, uh, that, that cut us a little bit short. Uh, they've added people now to the complement, but uh, uh, we put on a lot of miles for each shift, and we cover a lot of calls. Okay. So did you, okay, I know you're not a big technology guy, 
but if I Google Jimmy Lindbergh, Alaska State Troopers TV show, it comes up guns, cash, and coke. Anytime that we're out in the field like this, anything can happen. Sometimes the reaction that uh, people have is surprised and it's not a good situation. Troopers. Happens one of the episodes you're on, <laughs> guns, cash, and coke, when you're busting these folks that did not, I think they weren't sure, or they shot a moose, or was it elk? I can't remember what it was. I just watched it Prob- today. Probably a moose. A moose, and they thought it was something else. They actually told you the truth, I think, and then you cut up the meat and gave it to charity, or what would you guys do with people with animals like that? Right, a lot of times uh, we would get calls from individuals that had shot an illegal moose. Uh, There are specific requirements. Uh, If you shoot a bull moose uh, in the area that I patrolled mainly, it had to have at least three brow tines on one side, either a spike fork configuration or at least 50 inches wide in the antlers. A lot of animals got shot and killed that didn't meet those requirements and the honest people would call us and say, hey, I made a mistake. What we would do is go out and indeed measure the animal. And occasionally, uh, the animal was legal, and we'd explain how it was legal. Uh, A lot of times it wasn't legal, and being that they had called us, uh, command staff had come up with the plan that if people are honest and call us, we will not charge them criminally. We will reduce it to a violation, and then that's what happened. Obviously, they can't keep the antlers, and they can't keep the meat. And you mentioned charity. Uh, there is a charity list. It's called the charity roadkill list. And any animal that gets uh, hit by a vehicle becomes the property of the state of Alaska, whether it's a doll sheep, a black bear, grizzly bear, brown bear, caribou, moose, whatever. Uh, the majority of the animals that got killed in my area that I patrolled uh, basically were moose and black bear and grizzly bear. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area, the B. Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B. And Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a fact. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always great. The benefit for ALS this last weekend at B-Dale was heartwarming. Everyone worked so hard, gathered so many cool prizes, had so much fun. I'm glad and proud to be a part of it. Side point, Dale Severson may be looking for more bocce ball teams for the tournament on February 16th. Call B-Dale for more information. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that I've been talked about on these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hotcakes, karaoke, live music, pool table, pool tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. So... I would contact dispatch, they would get a hold of a charity, and they would come out and take the moose off the roadside, and the meat would not go to waste. Excellent. When, a question I have, so let's see, on the episode, Guns, Cash, and Coke of Alaska State Troopers, do the people you're citing, 
or arresting, do they have to sign waivers for their images to be on television? Because you were saying how people recognize you here in Wisconsin and probably all over, they would maybe recognize them as well. Yes. Anybody that's on the Alaska State Trooper Show that is not a sworn officer has to sign a waiver. My understanding is is that there's some shows that their faces are blurred out because they chose not to sign a waiver. Uh, I don't know. I've uh, I've never seen the show myself. What? I've I've just I've I've never seen the show. I've seen little blips of it, but uh, when I got done with work, I would come home and take my uniform off and take a shower, and uh, I uh, I never really got involved in watching it. Wow, I was going to ask you what your favorite episode that you were on was. I can't tell you that, Mark. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I know I've talked to you about this before, but I was doing some research on you today, and I saw an episode of Larry the Cable Guy's show, Only in America. It was season two, episode one. And tonight on Only in America, what's so great about Alaska? Moose! Larry's going CSI now. And we're called in to investigate. You were on there with Larry the Cable Guy. Can you tell us about that experience? I will tell you one thing about Larry the Cable Guy. If you spend time with him, you will hurt. Your stomach will hurt because the guy is hilarious. Everything he says is funny, even if he's not trying I was uh, fortunate enough to spend some time with Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, he was up there filming his show, Only in America. And uh, we had a moose that was killed illegally and, and left. And we went out and did a necropsy on it. And Larry dug in. I borrowed him my uh, rain gear. Um, they were a little tight on Larry, but, <laughs> but, but he... But he was a good sport and put him on because uh, when, you, when you gut a moose, uh, you need some uh, rain gear on because there's a lot of animal to deal with. And we did a necropsy. We recovered a bullet and sent that into the lab. And then uh, we took ATVs and uh, crossed a couple of uh, river streams and uh, went out to a moose camp. And then we put out a moose decoy and had an individual shoot at the moose decoy. It turned out he was legal because he had stepped off the shoulder in the drivable portion of the road. But we contacted him. And uh, Larry was a good sport about the whole thing. We were in an undercover vehicle that uh, uh, didn't want to start right away. But we got it. We got it to work, and it and it all came together. So it, it worked out very well. Do what now? There's some troopers in the woods. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? I, I never well, trusted them. That's the first one I've ever seen in Alaska. Was he in character the whole time? I couldn't tell. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know if if it was Larry or uh, if it was Dan. Uh, Larry is incredibly humble, and he's got a couple of kids. He married a young lady uh, from the Wisconsin area around Rice Lake, uh, up up in that neck of the woods. 
My life took a good turn when Copper the Wonder Golden and I became part of canine-inspired change. All the heartwarming and memorable experiences we've gained from doing therapy dog work can't be counted or put into words. Copper and I subbed for Team Finbar Sunday at St. Paul JCC, and it was great to see some of our favorite students and friends from Camp Butwin. Can't wait for next summer. Canine Inspired Change is a nonprofit organization dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social-emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and their communities. Our work helps these remarkable young people transcend trauma, social struggles, and isolation by sparking meaningful connections with dogs, volunteers, and each other. If you are interested in giving back to the community with your dog or contributing to this worthwhile nonprofit organization, please look into Canine Inspired Change at canineinspiredchange.org. And uh, we were out on the uh, undercover patrol with the moose decoy out, and my youngest daughter called, and he said, here, let me, let me take it. So he answered it, and my daughter's talking to him, and he said, Jackie, your dad's working me hard. I, I'm hungry. Can you bring me a pizza? And she said, okay, well, tell me where you're at. I'll have to ride my bike and deliver it. So, so Larry... Larry, uh, he's just incredible. Uh, Larry, the cable guy, is Dan, uh, Dan from uh, Nebraska, and he's and he's a super good guy. Have you run into him since you're both now in Wisconsin? He moved from Florida uh, back up to Nebraska now, so he lives in Nebraska. My understanding is, that, and I, I can't give a whole lot of information, but he he's got a vacation home up in this neck of the woods someplace. That's my understanding. So, Jimmy, with all your television experience, do you plan on starting your own reality show here about the Eagle Lounge? Absolutely not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> my, my reality show would, would be the Mark Sterry Band uh, going from uh, uh, Beaverbrook Township and... Uh, Catching, uh, catching fish, and I, I believe you were at a track meet. I've got some pictures of you that I need to share with you uh, someday soon. What were those and, again? Uh, I've, got a, I've got a book of pictures of Polk County, and they've got every township in there and then some lar larger towns. And you are in there with an individual, a, a, another guy, and then you're in there with in Halloween costume with one of your sisters. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's back when you were probably... 10 years old, and you've got some uh, big teardrop glasses. They're just handsome. Kind of look like Jim Rockford, the Rockford Files. That's hilarious. <laughs> Those are back in style now, I think, too. Yes, they are. I hope you held, uh, I hope you <laughs> held on to them. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for being on the Mark Stary Music Podcast. It's been just a wonderful time having you on here, and I'm sure our, our, all, the, all your fans out there, the folks that stop and you and recognize you from TV and all the cool things you've done, uh, will be interested in hearing about your life. And thank you so much for supporting live and local music and having us play here every couple, every single month, the second Saturday of every month. And to me, it's kind of neat to uh, be playing, kind of following along in the footsteps of my grandfather, who had a wonderful time playing this area. So thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you having on, and thanks for having us, too. Mark, I want to thank you for uh, coming on board with us, and uh, no better band in the world than having the Mark Sterry Band as, as our house band. And I affectionately say that. Uh, I've, I've often thought about maybe getting together a little house band and, uh, and getting some of the local guys here together. 
don't know if you're interested in that. That that might be an option. Uh, maybe play here a little more often than just once a month. So uh. not a bad idea. <laughs> All right, Mr. Jimmy Lindbergh. Thanks for being on the Mark Steri Music Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys again soon. See ya. Mustang Sally. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler Pine City, the B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Under city lights, you fire up the smoke. Long blonde hair and a ribbon you coat. I've always been captured by the wild ones. You blow me a kiss, the crowd pulls me in their weight. You pick me up and then throw me away. You drive me crazy better than anyone. And irresistible to me, the devil's apple on the trip. Try to make believe that you won't be the songs out on the road never know when or if you'll ever come home I've always been captured by the wild ones I touch your skin I feel a flame but a twinkle in your eyes this is all my being you drive me crazy better than anyone irresistible to me the devil's apple on the tree try to make believe that you won't be the death of me I'm out.